your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Okay, we are right on schedule. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I am promising you guys what I promised you in yesterday's episode. If you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, it was essentially a clowning episode on Jack Hughes and his old interview with, I believe, Amanda Stein. Yeah, yeah, it was with Amanda Stein about him signing the contract and knowing what we know now. I decided just, you know, have some fun with the kid because you got to have fun with your rookies. That's why they're rookies. They're young guys, okay? Make fun of the youngsters. Don't worry. I will do an episode in the future centering around Jack Hughes and why I personally don't think he's a bust. Maybe he just had a bad year, a fluke year. Yeah. It was one of the worst performing uh, performances by a first overall draft pick since the 90s. But still, let's give the kid a chance. And also, his brother got off to a slow start. And look where he's at now. He's an all-star in his second-year campaign. So maybe the Hughes just get off to a slow start. So if you hadn't checked out that episode, please pause this podcast and check it out. Because that was a lot of fun to do. And it was sort of a last-minute episode because I was busy. I had a lot of work to do. And you know what? Uh, as my mentor, Ever Fitzhugh, once said... And he's also appeared on the show. Sometimes you have to wear 50 hats, and that's what I'm experiencing right now because I got school, I got this show, I got to work on the team I do play-by-play for. I also play college baseball. I don't think some of you were aware of that or not. But, yeah, I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. I'm really busy. I'm really time-consuming, but I enjoy doing what I do. So what are we talking about in today's episode? Well, we are going to be talking about the MVP, the Conn Smythe Award for the NHL. And we are going to particularly talk about 2003 and the year in which the New Jersey Devils did win the NHL Finals. However, Marty Brodeur should have won that Conn Smythe MVP award. Shouldn't he have not? I mean, any diehard Devils fans would have uh, vouched for him. I think he deserved it. I believe he's the best goalie to ever play in the NHL, and yet he's never won a Conn Smythe Award. So where did this inspiration come from, you might ask? Well, I don't know if some of you are aware or not, but I am a huge basketball fan as well as a hockey fan. As I stated just a second ago, some of you might have already been aware of that because in my four-part crossover with Jason Hernandez, who hosts Locked on Ducks, we also discussed about Kobe Bryant. We discussed about basketball. We discussed about the playoffs in one of those episodes. I'm not sure which one it was, but he called it a Seinfeld episode where, you know, we essentially just talked about anything because, listen, neither one of our teams are in the playoffs, so we needed to talk about something. And also, that four-part crossover was a lot of fun to do. So... Uh, Where did this inspiration come from? Well, LeBron James, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, finished second to Giannis Antetokounmpo, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. So Giannis ends up winning the MVP award. That's what I was talking about, first and second. So LeBron James was not too happy about it because if you take LeBron James off the Lakers, that team is nothing more than just Anthony Davis's old uh, New Orleans Pelicans team, whereas, you know, the Bucks, yeah, they're good and all, but, you know, they, they, they choke in the playoffs. And, you know, people were just giving this huge debate because look what LeBron's doing. He's pushing almost his 20th year in the league, things of that nature. He should have won. And, you know, Giannis, he can't lead his team. He's only a good regular season player. But, you know, there was this huge debate as to whether LeBron should have won and did he get snubbed, things of that nature. People had different opinions, saying it was like Anthony Davis's team. LeBron was just second fiddle to 
this time around. But anyway, it kind of inspired me because LeBron said this in a post-conference interview. It's pretty lengthy, so bear with it. So you're probably wondering, why are we talking about basketball when this is a hockey podcast? Well, keep in mind, I take a lot of inspiration from other leagues and other sports and talk about it in this podcast because it does have some correlation. And the correlation is... 2003, Marty Brodeur getting snubbed. However, he did win a championship. So if there's any consolation prize for LeBron, I think the Lakers are going to win the championship this year. So, you know, I bet he'd rather have that ring than uh, MVP. So just putting that out there because it happened to Marty Brodeur in 2003. He got snubbed and then he became a champion. So, you know, there's that. So just just bear with it and let's listen to what LeBron had to say. Um, Piss me off. That's my, truly, that's my true answer. Um, it pissed me off because um, out of 101 votes, I got 16 first first place votes. Um, that's what pissed me off more than anything. Um, you know, not saying that um, you know the the winner wasn't deserving of the MVP, um, but that pissed me off. Um, and I finished second a lot in my in my career, um, either from a championship. And now four times as an MVP, um, you know, like I said, I never, I never came into this league saying, let me uh, be an MVP or, or um, you know, be a champion. I've always said I just want to get better and better every single day. And uh, those things that take care of yourself. Um, there's some things that's just out of my hand and some things you can't control. Um, but it pissed me off. The voting scale is a little weird to me sometimes I mean if you take 2012 if you just just stick with me here 2012 2013 I had a chance to be defensive player of the year and also MVP in the same season Um, and that year Mark Gasol was rewarded defensive player of the year but he made second team all defense okay so that doesn't make sense. It's, it's like being the MVP of the league, but you make second team all NBA. That's when I really started to look at things a little bit kind of like differently. I was like, how does that even make any sense? Um, it's like being rookie of the year, but you make second team all rookie. You know, and then I looked at the most improved this year, and rightfully so, Brandon Ingram was amazing. And I, you know, I thought he should have won it. But did you see the votes that Devontae Graham get? He averaged four points last year compared to 17 and a half if that's not improving what is and it's it's, it's just a, it's a weird thing sometimes that be, you just i don't know how much we are really watching the game of basketball or are we just in the narration mode the narrative so yeah he, he talked about how are we really watching basketball or are we just watching the narration and things of that nature. And it doesn't just go for basketball. It goes for all sports. Are we really watching that sports team? Are we really sitting down and discussing, is this player the best person 
on their respective team in any league, any certain scenario, situation, whatever the case might be? Or are we just so focused on the story that it's misleading us to vote for the wrong person? And like I said, the reason I take inspiration for this is because it doesn't just apply to LeBron James. It doesn't just apply to basketball. It applies for all platforms. It it involves all types of sports, whether it be the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, women's... uh, WNBA, women's hockey, whatever the case might be, it applies to all leagues because everyone has that. Everyone has those snubs, and we just question to ourselves, why did this person win over this person? I could give a strong case for this person, and yet he he mentioned another player. His name is Devontae Graham. He plays for the uh, Charlotte Hornets, I believe. See, I don't even know who this guy is because he's rarely talked about. No one really talks about him, but people talk about Brandon Ingram, and Ingram was an all-star, rightfully so. But the thing is, I don't. I barely know anything about Devontae Graham. I didn't know that about him because the media didn't promote him. They didn't outlet him. They didn't use him. They didn't put his name out there. And I can relate this to the New Jersey Devils. We're a small market team. Like, we're, we're in New Jersey, for Christ's sake. We're not Los Angeles. We're not uh, any teams in Canada. We're not Detroit. We're not, like, Philadelphia. We're not these big market teams where we could promote like our weather, our surroundings, our history, things of that nature. Yes, the New Jersey Devils can promote our history, but remember in my Patrick Eliash episode, why Eliash is not in the Hall of Fame is because of the narration and also how the Devils are just known more for a defensive-minded team and also no one really knows too much about Patrick Eliash outside of New Jersey and maybe the East Coast. Uh, That's a very, very very bold statement to say, but you get what I'm saying is that he wasn't as promoted as much as other players because, for one, we already won a Stanley Cup without him. Uh, two, we're known for our defense. So there's two things against Eliash that are not in his favor, and it also goes for back to 2003 and why Marty Brodeur didn't win the Conn Smythe MVP award and why an Anaheim Ducks player By the way, shout out to Jason Hernandez. We might need to do a crossover on this real soon. But that's why the goalie out in Anaheim won it. And we will talk about it in a second. But first, I have to inform you guys something. So as you guys know, I have to wear 50 hats and I have to work 24-7, 365. No, no, make that 25-8, 366, never off. So uh, what do I have to take? I have to take a built bar to keep me energized because I was up to like 5 in the morning working on one of my math assignments. And I tell you, that is really tedious and uh, my head hurts. My body is sore. I am tired, but right now I'm about to take a built bar to give me some energy. So, anyway, back to the episode. Wait, wait, wait. You don't know what a built bar is? Let me tell you something about built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved built bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non nut flavors. Six new flavors caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too you're probably thinking wait a minute these bars are covered in 100 chocolate soft and easy to chew uh, uh 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as i stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order Order. Use the promo code locked on and get $10 off at builtbar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now. 
Alrighty, now let's talk about the elephant in the room, and let's talk about the Con Smythe Award snub, and that is Marty Brodeur back in 2003, in which the Stanley Cup champions were the New Jersey Devils and Marty Brodeur. So let's revisit and see what went wrong. Why did another goalie out of Anaheim, who lost in the Stanley Cup to the New Jersey Devils, why did he end up winning the award? What was the narration? What was the story? Like I said, everyone loves a good underdog story, and that's what this goalie did. So let's revisit, shall we? So as I stated, it's pretty astonishing that someone like Marty Brodeur never won a Conn Smythe Award despite five Stanley Cup appearances, three of which the Devils won, and career numbers surpassed only by three-time Conn Smythe winner Patrick Roy. Brodeur was never selected, and yet I still consider him the best goalie, not only for the New Jersey Devils, but in the NHL. Like, I believe he's... One of, if not the greatest goalie to ever walk on the rink or skate on the rink. You, you, you get what I'm saying. But anyway, why hasn't this guy won an MVP? That's equivalent to God rest his soul. But like Kobe Bryant, another legend, he only won one MVP in 20 years in the league. And yet he's supposed to be considered one of the best basketball players to ever play or a lot of other examples. But I do not have the time to name them all. So let's move on. The strongest case can be built for Brodeur back in 2003, as I stated when he recorded seven shutouts while posting a goals against average of 1.65 and a save percentage of 934. None of the team's four opponents averaged two goals a game or more. That is oppressive. Like, those numbers are godly. Like, if you want the dictionary definition of a great goalie, a great puck stopper, a guy who's a team player, a guy who makes the team great around him and will put it all on the line for his team look no further than Martin Brodeur kids if you are watching this I know he's a little bit out of your time period because I presume that none of you are well you know you guys are kids you, you didn't see Martin Brodeur play so uh, I barely saw him play and I was born in 1999 so you need to look at highlights you need to look to see what he does model your game after him so why didn't he win again and who was the winner of the 2003 Conn Smythe Trophy well, as I've stated many, many, many times, it's someone from the Anaheim Ducks. The Mighty Mighty Ducks. That's right. Well, drum roll, please. Well, you get the point. I I've done this like five times on the show, and I never get on beat. So, you know, I, I don't even know why I attempt to do this. It was John Sebastian Jaguar who was the surprise breakout goaltender superstar in the 2003 postseason. In his first postseason appearance, Anaheim's goalie stopped 63 shots in a triple overtime victory, ultimately permitting just six goals in a four-game sweep of the mighty Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings were the defending Stanley Cup champions that year. So it goes to show you, look what this kid is doing. Not to take anything away from Brodeur, but here we see the narrative already starting to shift because the Anaheim Ducks were not favorites to win no, no, no. They were not favorites to go far at all. They were a seventh seed. So uh, I was talking to my friend uh, Vinny Sansoni, who guest starred on the show. I said one of the reasons why I did not want the Islanders to win was because they're, they're not really the highest seed. They didn't deserve it. The Islanders were a sixth seed this year. And just going back to what the Anaheim Ducks are doing, they're a seventh seed. And they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're shutting down the Detroit Red Wings, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions. So here's where the narrative is already starting to shift. And here's where we're thinking, are we really watching the sport of hockey? Or are we just seeing a great story? Not to take anything away from the kid. Not to take anything away from Brodeur. But I'm starting to see both sides right now. We're watching great hockey. And we're also watching the narrative shift a little bit. So... 
Uh, even better, he kept Minnesota to just a single goal in the conference finals. Wow. They should have been... <laughs> I'm just speechless because the Mighty Ducks were not mighty. They were a seventh seed. They were defeating the reigning Stanley Cup champions. They're going to the Stanley Cup finals. They only hold the uh, Minnesota Wild to one goal. And you know what? That, that was just amazing. Not one goal a game. One goal the entire conference finals. So that is clutch right there from that kid. And, and I have to acknowledge that because, like I said, this is kind of before my time. So I'm learning new things. So... Even though New Jersey scored 19 goals in the Stanley Cup Finals, because as we all know, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup Finals and getting that third ring, and that third and final ring for a good, good, good while. But still, even though New Jersey scored 19 goals in the Stanley Cup Finals, J.S. Jagger still led all goalies with a 945 save percentage and a 1.62 goals against average. Jagger was the fifth and final player to win the Conn Smythe on a losing team, and he was the first since Ron Hextel in 1987. So, yeah, here's where I have to make the final verdict, because as we know, the point of this conversation was because I was inspired by LeBron James's comments about the MVP voting, and also I was just curious to see have there any been players in the NHL who've been snubbed of an MVP that we could talk about. And then I remembered Marty Brodeur 2003 is a great example that we can discuss. So here's where I have to make the final verdict because I understand both sides of the story because I understand where do you want to give it to the better player, the player who, you know, if you take him off the team, that team is not the same, or do you give it for the come up story, the narrative story? And honestly, I'm a little conflicted because it's like, I never really had a problem with it per se, so, like, as you guys know, I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm a huge LeBron James fan in general. So, you know, I kind of expected LeBron not to win MVP this year just because, you know, uh, just the narrative. Because Le Giannis Antetokounmpo was leading the Bucks to a first seed. They were one of the best performing teams in the NBA. And then it just got me thinking about my another favorite team, which is the New Jersey Devils. Has there ever been a player that snubbed that I can use this for an example? And then, you know, yeah, Marty Brodeur, 2003. And it's just like, ugh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick your poison. So it's like, oh, man. I'm a little conflicted. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. So uh, hit me up on Twitter, TreyMatt4, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four. And then give me your opinion. Should the MVP go mostly to the best player on the best team? Or should it just go to the, you know, a good player as well, but whose narrative really drives the story? Because there are a lot of good players who deserve MVP looks, yet they're not going to get any votes because the narrative just isn't the same. Because I think it's just because you expect it. Because for the New Jersey Devils that year, they've already won two Stanley Cup finals. Uh, they've already um, established themselves as a legit threat. They were the second seed that year, whereas the Anaheim Ducks, the Mighty Ducks, were only a seventh seed. And nobody expected to JS to do what he did especially against the defending uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Detroit Red Wings, and also just things like that in general, holding the Minnesota Wild to just one goal the entire conference finals. Uh, and, you know, going against Marty Brodeur, the greatest goalie to ever play, in my opinion. So it's like, it's really difficult to make this decision. But ultimately, 
I think JS deserved it because after doing this research and just looking back at what I know, it's just I think the reason the best player doesn't always win the Con Smythe Award is because you just kind of expect it. So what the numbers I gave you about Marty Brodeur, you kind of expect those numbers. You expect him to do that kind of thing. You expected the New Jersey Devils to go far. They were the second seed. They had won two uh, championships recently like it's not like they had won their two championships back in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s where no one remembers or no one cares no they won one before Patrick Eliash came they won one in the new millennial then they won one in 2003 so you know you you, you just it's just that and but for the mighty ducks you don't expect them to do what they did because as the seventh seed going against the reigning uh, NHL champions you expect them to get crushed and just blown out and they're just out of their league everyone says so you know, it's really difficult and I'm really conflicted, but at the same time, I don't want to take anything away from Brodeur because he deserved it because it's just like he's never won one. And and that's what really bothers me. I just don't know. Uh, man, I, I got to make a verdict because I'm kind of running out of time. I, I'm just going to say this. I, I think Brodeur has already solidified himself as one of the greatest goalies ever. I don't think he needed an MVP award. Give it to someone who, you know, may not be in the spotlight all the time. And, you know, because there's a lot of players who win MVPs, yet, you know, we don't really consider them the best to ever play. And that goes the same for a lot of sports because it goes the same in baseball, basketball, the NFL. You know, there's a lot of players who win MVPs, yet they kind of drop off and no one cares. Like, look at Cam Newton uh, out in the NFL. He won MVP one year. I believe that was 2016. And now he was basically out of the job for a while until the Patriots picked him up cheaply like very cheaply so you know goes to show you that just because you win MVP doesn't solidify yourself as one of the greatest to ever play and I think Brodeur had already solidified himself as one of the greats so I guess they were just trying to give it to someone else so that way they can try to you know break into the scene a little bit so I, I get it but going on based on what LeBron said let let's face it Giannis uh, it it's fun to make those comparisons but are we really going to be talking about saying Giannis is the best to ever play LeBron, we always talk about he's the best to ever play. He's always in the MVP running. So it's like, you know, he, bar none, I believe LeBron would win 10 MVPs if the voting was just strictly best player, most contribution, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, again, I'm a little conflicted, but I'm starting to lean towards the narrative because I guess it's just a better story. It's better media coverage. But at the same time, you know, we do need to give players the the hype they deserve we need to be fair for everyone so like I said LeBron gave a good example of like you know there was a player who won defensive player of the year yet he made second team all defense or how there was a player out in Charlotte we don't really hear about he went from four points to 16 points per game and I feel like we need to play both sides of the field a little bit or both sides of the ring so yeah, give love to the players who are great, you know, marketing, great media, great stories, things of that nature. But make sure you give love to those small market teams, those teams who don't get enough attention, things of that nature. So that way we can even the playing field and that way, you know, everyone has a fair shot at things. But like I said, no one's going to move away from the narrative thing because it makes it fun. That's what makes sports sports. So anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. I hope you guys agreed with mostly of what I said, and I hope you enjoyed the story I shared. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will can see you in the next episode.